The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, If you are an APP member and you're listening to this when the episode publishes, uh, somewhere around November 28th, 2022... You have only a few more days left to vote for the board of directors election cycle. Uh, If we don't get enough members voting, the, the, the election won't be valid. So if you haven't voted, please vote. I know that sometimes it can feel intimidating. Like if you feel like you're on the outside of a bubble and it's like, well, what's the difference? I don't, I don't know who these people are. You log into the members website and there'll be a little description that people submitted about what they're into, what they're interested in. And just realize that like, if you don't go through the hassle of uh, taking two minutes to, to log in and vote, you're officially not allowed to complain about what the APP is doing or uh, what's going on at conference. You have to get involved if you want to be able to make a difference in this organization. So if you're an APP member and you haven't voted yet, you have up until December 1st. So my guest this week, uh, I'll be going back to Brazil to the GEP conference, and I talked to a piercer named uh, Matias Tafel. And Matias, some of you might know him as Rata. Uh, It's an industry name that he's kind of moved away, you know, grown out of. So we we talk about what and why. But uh, Matias is really like a, a significant leader to the Latin piercing community. Central and South America. He's an Argentinian piercer, but uh, you know I've seen him all over the place, different conferences around the world, teaching classes, doing tons of seminars in, in Central and South America. Really important to uh, you know the the progressive movement of of that whole community. So really happy to have Matias on. When I was at the GEP conference, Matias made me this really cool like Ryan piercing wizard action figure. Made a, a few for other piercers as well, and it was just like it was really nice. It was really sweet. Uh, somebody that's like really been on my radar is like a, a an industry leader for a long time, and I think Lola kind of agrees and feels the same way because when she did her bridge piercing class at uh, at UKAPP and BMXNet, she reached out to Matthias. He was the only other piercer that she included um, like video content of in her presentation because he's got a really cool, really clean, really uh, precise piercing style. So we'll get into that inf- uh, that uh, interview in just a minute. Uh, you know I've always got some stuff to talk about with Patreon. I just published that new video about uh, fainting, and it actually shows a, a video from, I think it was like 2015, 2016, when I was like in this phase of trying to use a GoPro on my forehead during piercing to like mix success. But uh, luckily, I had it on in this this scenario where a client passed out mid-piercing, and that's when I was doing a septum with a clamp. They were sitting up. Uh, and then like, you know, what happened and the video walks you through the, the whole scenario with narration, but you can see like, you know, what, what happened in the moment. I talk a little bit more about like first aid for, for fainting when, when clients get lightheaded or, or pass out, uh, in the piercing room post or, or, you know, during a piercing. So, uh, that's a pretty good video. And while I was going down that hole, I, I found a bunch of other videos that I made for septum content in 2015, 2016 with the GoPro showing sitting up and, and laying down, receiving tube, clamp, and, and a bunch of different things for septum piercings, especially uh, you know different from what I'm doing now. And I think those two videos tie together really well with the previous uh, septum clamp video that I published. 
in that video is everybody laying down, me using a clamp for everything, and that's like really what I'm doing today in my studio. But these other two videos kind of show like what I used to do and why I don't really do it anymore. Um, I, I used to have people sit up and I used to pierce most of my septums with uh, receiving tubes and pretty good results, but not as consistent, not as good as I'm getting with clamps now. And then that fainting client was really a, a big thing about, well, maybe I shouldn't have people sit up quite as much, you know, especially they're not in a chair and leaning back against something. So now I have most people lie down for most piercings and both of these videos kind of explain why. So if you're on uh, patreon.com slash ryanpba on the Archmage tier, you can check out that fainting video. It's already published. The septum video should be published somewhere around the, the first week of December of 2022. I'm, I'm wrapping it up right now. Uh, and yesterday at the shop, I recorded some new content. I got video of forward nostril piercings. I've only been able to do a, a few, but uh, I've got a, a pretty neat technique that I'd like to show you. I'm going to work on a video for that too, and that'll get up on Patreon, you know, probably sometime towards the, the end of December, but I'm not really positive with like holiday season and stuff. So I'll get that new stuff up for you. I've got a few more episodes to carry you through to the end of the year. I'm going to do some uh, year-end recaps with uh, Evan from my shop and one with Lola. And I've still got that interview with Kevin Jump about scarification. That's definitely going to get published before the end of the year, too. So stick around, and uh, I'll be back a little bit more at the end. Oh, my name is Matias Tafel. I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. And I've been doing piercing since ladies 95. And when I was started, it was nothing, almost. And I always keep working. I never stop since today. Yeah. I work in, on my studio, Kubik, in Buenos Aires, Argentina, with my wife, Laura. And yeah, I work almost, not all days, but I do two or three times a day like a, as a head piercer. Mm. You know, because I really want to evolve with my clients and, and, and keep with my skills and techniques. If it's not, it's... Of course, I want to be involved in the industry because you, I'm getting old and maybe I, I don't know if I can pierce all my life. Because I, I think I feel similar. Shaky or mm. whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's why now I feel I'm the top of my career because maybe in a few years, I don't know how yeah. it's going. That's why now I feel we won't, we're waiting too much to be or have like a good reconocimiento. Of, I don't know how to recognize, recognize for the society or whatever, you know. Yeah. The Pearsons turns to so underground, to so popular, to so fancy. Yeah. And we pass all that movements, you know, and we still straight there. That's, that's amazing to me. Well, one other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, when you introduce yourself, you know, when we met, I, I knew you by a different name for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, you were Rata, Rata. you know, through, yeah, throughout yeah, the whole yeah. world for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. do you feel that that's just kind of, um, you know, maturity moving on to another chapter in life? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard part of my life, but I don't have issue to talk about it. Because I felt when I, was, when I, when I grow up, it was a such, you know, hard time to me to, to start to be in this industry. Mm -hmm. Because my other brother, it's a lawyer. Okay. It's a, it's a lawyer. And my family doesn't have like a, too much influence on that. There are 
normal people, like normal, right? But the piercing work came to me when I was adolescent because I was a little punk rocker and mm -hmm. a skateboarder. Yeah. And of course, on, on that ages, it's, it's all like... Extreme. Extreme, yeah. and you want to go out and blah, and make extreme things. And, and because the movement was like that, because it does started like, like with fundamentals or whatever, you know, and it was like more for, for express yourself. Yeah, How well, and, and people, it was really common to have like your industry name too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, Alan Faulkner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But at that time, that nickname, it was because my brother was Rata. Okay. It wasn't me. Yeah. It was a little rat. It was Ratita. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he started to, to, to study law. And I was always on the street with his friends. And I covered him. It was like, but, but reloaded because my brother is so calm and I was so crazy. Mm -hmm. And I created that, you know, that rata name yeah but yeah i think i don't know if it was COVID to me it wasn't but my mom had like a psychical problems and it's bipolar yeah what the fuck this happened a few ah, times okay. yesterday too yeah and that was the last year i in t I don't know how I say in English, when you put somebody on the, like a r psycho rehab? Sure, yeah. And it was like a woof, mm. because I really saw her like, boom. Her mind was out. Yeah. You know, like talking the walls. And with that, situation that was make my puzzle puzzle like your, on my uh, mind like yeah your perspective yeah, yeah 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 make order in my mind what's the happen happened in my when i was adolescent or or, or young boy you know like yeah deal with that things like that make me feel i was was enough to rata so enough. time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. That was, I was quit to, to drink and I was to try to evolve my mind, evolve, evolve my, my essence, evolve my career, make me other focus. Yeah. You know, and that's make me feel so good. And I start to build a new age of my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I think that's a, it's great to kind of reinvent yourself and push forward yeah, and yeah, you know move yeah, on from the yeah, things that don't yeah, benefit your life yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because sometimes it was cool because it was it was me, of course, totally, yeah, a hundred percent me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I was felt it was unnecessary. Yeah, sometimes because more like a persona yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because maybe in the states it's different, but but build like a career in Argentina, it was so difficult because nobody respected body piercer. Mm -hmm. It was created by tattooers. Yeah. You know, and it was like supposed to be like her, uh, slaves of t 
tattooers. Right. You know? The person who answers yeah, the phone and answers yeah, the trash, yeah, yeah, like, they can yeah, do the piercings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe Rata start to pop out there because I, I need to be strong to support that movement. Yeah. You know, to start to make a respect for the body piercer. That was Rata. That was Rata. It was so intense, so defend of my my pensamientos, my my ideas yeah. about how is body piercing for life. Mm. You know, that was part of what, what Rata built. So, you know, that's that's how I started to hear you know about you and about the movement in in South America it was mm-hmm. like oh you know there's this there's this shop in Argentina and they're doing it right and they're they're you know they're moving it forward and all that stuff so uh, when i got to 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 meet you it was just really cool instantly to to see your your hard work and to see how many people um, you've helped and, and mm-hmm. you've influenced and mm-hmm. like everybody knew the name and it was mm-hmm. like oh yeah you know if you have a question you ask Rata you know and mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I, I guess like what what's it what's it like being in that position because you're kind of not completely by yourself, but you're a big part of kind of carrying body piercing forward. Oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, South yeah. America yeah, and yeah, Argentina yeah, yeah. especially. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, what were some of the, the struggles like getting that moving forward, especially uh, starting out in the nineties? Nineties was hard, so hard because the one of the bigger problem of South America is not only the economy. It's the people don't give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. And and on that time, I was needed for myself to to do something. And I left Argentina in two thousand three. On that time, my my English wasn't that good like now. And it's. It, it was way more easy to go to Spain mm-hmm. and check what's happened there, you know, but my character wasn't that humble, more not aggressive because I've never been aggressive because I don't like that, that, that kind of personality, but really strong opinion. Mm-hmm. But maybe the really strong opinion can be like so violent yeah or abrasive for yeah aggressive for other people you know because it's your opinion but sometimes the people don't ask you your opinion and who I am to make my opinion you know yeah who I am to say that's wrong but that make me always make have like skills or or try to find myself to push me. Yeah. Push me, I don't know, because it's like a kind of like words, like I don't want to be fake, but body piercing save, save my life. It's totally on my life. Because I'm, I'm going back a little bit about my life. I grew up in a normal family, like uh, not rich, but kind of, but ignorance at the same times, you know, because on my mind on that age, I was thinking rich people should to be culture, you know, but on my case, 
it was lucky because there was like um, comerciantes like who have a shop and sell stuff. Yeah, and I was lucky my my father and make money and I had like a good life. But my life it was like a kind of bipolar, but not for me because of the society, because I grew up on that rich neighborhoods or whatever. But inside of me was punk. Mm -hmm. And it was a fit yeah. on that society. So you felt kind of like a, an outsider. Yeah, yeah, always. And I always passed too many time by myself. My bigger influence was my old brother. But he changed too much because maybe he saw the psycho problems of my mother. Mm. It can be scary for a child, like seeing a parent that has yeah. issues like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he saw that, you know, and maybe he saw like them. I need to deal with this. Yeah. I need to be like a rare. I need to be, you know, and I was running, running, escape escape of the reality. The only thing what I want to do on that ages was do a skateboarding and start to pierce. That's what I want to be, you know, being an, an, a different person, don't be in the society. But I, when I was adolescent, it was hard to me too. Why? Other reason. Because to be a rich people pretend to be a punk. Mm. So you're almost an outcast from that community also. Uh, and yeah. yeah. And the other too. Yeah. You know, I was like, damn, nobody wants to stay with me. You know? Fuck that. Let's work. Mm. Let's work. And that was my focus all my all my life. Yeah. All my life was my focus. I think you can see that with with some body piercers, where it's not just part of their life; it's it's their life. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, the other yeah. things that come along yeah, are yeah. because of body piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, uh, and I think when I, when the people say, "Why you choose body piercer?" No, 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 no. I'm not choose body piercer. Choose me. It's way different. So when you were kind of being inspired around that time like who were the people that were inspiring you Blake Blair Steve Hayward yeah Zach Zero mm -hmm. Renzo Cubas you Brian Decker Louis Didier Christian Roland Raff from Visa Bajara mm -hmm. Oscar Navarro from Boyd and all the BME old guys is in. Yeah. That was blow my mind. Danny Yerna from Wakantanka for sure. Sure. But on that time, my focus was outside of South America. Do you feel like it's because, like, I've, I've talked to a lot of South American piercers and they tell me how difficult it is to get <sighs> any of the things you want. Taxes. Yeah. Customs. Corruption. <laughs> corruption. No companies. Yeah. Just resellers of shits. 
you know, how you evolve with that decision, how you try to be a good piercer. And it's so frustrated. My first time in APP was good experience, but at the same time, it was like shitty. Because what I felt on that time, the people don't, don't saw me as a piercer on that time. They saw me as a Bodmore artist. Okay. You know, that's why it doesn't was like creepy or, or, or something weird because they respect me for that. But as a piercer, between until 2009, we use external threading. I think I did too. <laughs> and it was unrespectable mm. in the APP. Yeah. I, re I remember that, that feeling for myself too. You would kind of be looked at as, as you were what less What brands than. do you use? Tell right. me how piercer you are. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. Mm -hmm. And I say, fuck that. And I created a class for that. <laughs> and I teach that, that, that class in LBP. And the name of, of the class was, was, uh, sorry. That's I tried to, to remember in Spanish was, oh, it was like the right tools to become a professional piercer. Mm -hmm. And to me, they're not tools, they're skills. If it's, I'm a professional piercer and I move to another country and I need to use only clamps and catheter, I can make it. And that shit don't make me worst piercer. It's a situation. Uh, a, a big part of what I like to do with this podcast is to share perspective from outside the United States. Mm -hmm. Because if, if, if American piercers have access to all the best of the best, mm -hmm. it's, it's easy access mm -hmm. to them. Like, yes, I understand that not everyone can afford everything yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I agree. When you can afford it, it's not difficult to get it. Mm -hmm. um, if you're outside of the mm -hmm. U.S., even if you can afford it, mm -hmm. it's still so difficult to mm -hmm. get anything you mm -hmm. want. And you have to realize that if, mm -hmm. you, if you look down your nose and you say, they're not as good because they don't use this or this or this, yeah. it's not because they don't care. It's because it's just so difficult yeah. to get. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm out to Buenos Aires. And... I'm going to include my best friend here on this, Andre Fernandez. Mm -hmm. I love that guy. I do too. Yeah. I don't know I if, I, if I met the two of you kind of together. 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 Yeah. And yeah. I, I think at the time he, he really didn't speak any English yeah. at all. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like, you can tell that he's there and he cares yeah. so much. Yeah. And yeah. 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 To see what, what you've made and to see what he's made. And it's, it's just so impressive. And yeah. And I really want to introduce him because it's really part of my... Not only my career, he's part of build of my life, mm -hmm. of my persona. Yeah. You know, like to stop Rata too, even. Yeah. You know, like father words you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I came to Spain 
And I was so ego on that ages because I was a fucking adolescent and I was yeah. to defend myself to the fucking the tattooist is in and they are older than me and I was a fucking freaking nerd mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and fucking bacteria and cross-contamination and whatever you know it was like dude I'm done with this shit yeah I'm done I, I, I don't want to deal anymore with this and nothing more happened in Argentina on it was in 2002 happened the first tattoo convention there and they guess the, 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 the organizers they bring Lucas Spira as guest Emilio Gonzalez and Andre but I I knew those names because BMA. Yeah. Because BMA. Because me was the only Argentinian on BMA. You know, and I was pushing myself to have my I am a professional piercer. Mm -hmm. That fucking banner blow yeah. my mind. That was one of my first, you know, like, I need it. I need to be. Well, I went in Spain with my ego because I was the badass piercer in Argentina. Mm -hmm. You know, fuck that, you know, like. And maybe I was with the wrong attitude, you know. Sometimes, eh. but on that time, we start to build this relationship with Andre. He passed the same situation as me. Yeah. He left Brazil to Spain. He was to, supposed to do a guest spot in Madrid. Me too, but I had a guest spot in Valencia. But to have that guest spot was, was so fucking hard. Yeah. So fucking hard because almost no internet. Mm. Argentina is not that evolved country, you know. It passed time to get it. Yeah. You know, and I was always... I went so freaky always, and I, and, I, and I was, my focus was always professional. I was the only person in South America with a portfolio. Yeah. It was this big, hmm. this fucking big portfolio. No, no, I took pictures, back, 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 back. Do you still have it? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 I put too much on the garbage because sometimes same. I have so many regrets of like, oh, when will I ever need yeah, these Yeah, well, I don't photos. need this. And what's yeah. like, I'm better now. now. Yeah, yeah, now I say, fuck, why I was so stupid. That's part of the history. Yeah. That's part of this. Yeah, good or bad, it's all yeah, part of yeah, the history. It's part. Yeah, Why I need to be embarrassing of that, mm -hmm. you know? Like, who did before? <laughs> you know, and, but anyways, I went there, I came to Valencia my first time, and my first 
working day, I didn't meet my my boss. He didn't went. Yeah. And I say, I didn't know how much they're gonna be paying me. It was like, I need to go. That's it. Mm. It wasn't for money. You know, I left. I left Argentina. I left my daughter. I left my ex-wife. And I say, I need to do something for myself. I need to do something for my career. And I need to do something to start to build something professional in Argentina. Mm. Because in that time I was employed. I didn't have my own shop. And I was working in a fucking, you know, like a commercial gallery, like like a, the name of the gallery was Galleria Bond Street. All the influence came from the Camden town from London. Yeah. It was to be like a underground scene and tourists and skate and gothics or, or, you know, that. But the owner was what? A tourist. Yeah, so we didn't care about piercing. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I was running, 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 go, 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 go. My mind, I was trying to go to some libraries and buy anatomy stuff and sterilization stuff. My older brother had a good friend who started to, to, to study medicine. I was like, hey, 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 this and this, and it, this is risky, what is supposed to be? And, and the life made me some slaps to respect this. Yeah. Because from that time, nobody knows about how risky can be. I think during that, that BME phase, it was pushing boundaries without really thinking about some of the yeah, safety elements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. And yes, on... on but before Spain was was different, was hard too, because in Argentina don't. On that time was added two national companies. They built jewelry, mm-hmm. crap, for sure. No machines, no skills. Try to do something, but just one guy did like with passion, I think so, you know, because what I thought about body piercing in South America was always around business, Mm -hmm. not for passion, not for... Because if it's business, it's just how much profit can I make, not what's the best I can make. Yeah, yeah, but that's the reason why I love now separate tattoo than piercing. Mm -hmm. They are completely both industries. There are nothing together. Just a person and a shop. And now, sometimes it doesn't matter, the shop. You know, you share a person. That's it. But yes, <laughs> I want to story how, how I started before go to, to, to Europe. Yeah. Well, so when you were in Spain, who was influencing you there? Because when I think Spain, I think like Gladix and no, Jose Carlos. No, no, not Gladix. No? Not yet. Yeah. Oh, not famous or not Gladix now. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, Jose Carlos. Mm-hmm. Jose Mariano. 
Mariona, yeah. José Carlos, Mariona, Carlos Escobar, mm-hmm. Oscar Navarro, yeah. David, and what's another? More. Joel, good friend from uh, José Carlos' friend. Not too much. Toro, for sure. Toro, yeah. But he's not from Spain. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. All his career was in Spain. Mm-hmm. And Toro. And when I went there, I met Jose Carlos. And it was like a really good vibe. And we did like a really good friends. And, but the guy who blew my mind on Spain was Oscar Navarro. Mm-hmm. That guy was advanced on the line time because I need to back to my beginning of career. Can, can I back? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was started with this, the body piercing came to my life as a punk kid. Simple as that. And I never thought how is how it pierced properly. I was so magazines, but I didn't have any VHS yet. Mm. So you could see the end result, but not how it was made. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was to try to figure out myself, you know, and how it appears, you know. And I was f- so fucking drunk in a punk concert. <laughs> and in the middle of the pogo, I found a... Like a safety pin? Or? No, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, like a punk rock, you know, for yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I pierced my nose. <laughs> but I get disinfected mm. with my white wine I was drinking. <laughs> that was the, the sterilization process. Advanced. Yeah, advanced. Yeah. It was like, then, in the middle of the concert, and it was like, then, born rata piercer because I was like not famous I, I hate that word because I don't never, well known yeah yeah yeah, yeah because I, I, I don't like to be famous I never pretend to be famous you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter on my life but I start to create a name like rata das piercer rata das piercing rata das piercing mm-hmm. And in the underground, it, I was popular, and the people came to me when I when I was doing skateboarding or whatever. I bring her shits and no gloves, and I was pierced like with the pen, 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 and I did myself my labret, yeah, and I did myself my eyebrow, and I did myself my bridge with that technique. And of course, was freehand. <laughs> After that, I say no. I need to learn. So to Spain? No yet. Not yet. No yet. I was thinking. I was reading like body play, PFIQ, uh, in the flesh, Savage. Yeah, it was, it was Tattoo Savage for me. Yeah, because like yeah. I, I got into it just 
just at the end of PFIQ yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 so yeah. for me, it was yeah, Tattoo yeah, yeah, Savage yeah. In, the um, flesh, in the Flesh. Yeah, BME. yeah. To me, to yeah, yeah. to me, it's, that is more my influence mm. than PFIQ yeah. because we are nineties. Right. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the nineties history. Yeah. That was seventies. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for a piece with a pro. I used to watch those with a friend of mine in his living room, and then we would go in the bathroom and we would yeah. pierce each other yeah. to practice. Yeah. Yeah. That was happened. Yep. You know, and, and I didn't found it, found it, found it, found it. And at that time, I didn't know the proper name as a body piercing. In, in Spanish, it's like aritos, like, I don't know, like earrings, mm -hmm. you know? Rather that's earrings, you know? Yeah not body piercing. And one tattoo artist, not a good, a good friend, but friend, came to me and said, oh, you have too many body piercings. And I said, what did you say? Mm -hmm. Body piercing, wow. And he started to tell me about these videos. And after that, I saw some publishing on magazines. What the hell can I get at that shit in Argentina? How can I pay the shit? When I, what am I supposed to do? And it's so fun because it's always mixed both industry, erotic industry or porno industry, mm -hmm. and body piercing. Uh, so I, I have a, a good friend named Tiana, and she collects. Um, that crossover of erotic material and piercing material, mm -hmm. and we were trying to hunt down some some books, and we found uh, the art of the pierced penis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In a porno shop. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. that's where it would be. Yeah, yeah. And in a porno shop, I found a BHS body piercing procedure. Cool. And I get it. And it was only male and female nipple piercing. But with that, it was enough to me. Because mm -hmm. you got to see how they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, was like, okay, this is the right way. Okay, I'm going to look this way. On that age, I was working in a... Like in a 7-Eleven. My father broke all that money loose. And I was 14 and I had to go to work at the street. Mm -hmm. uh, he built like a 7-Eleven, but tiny. The, the name in Argentina, when in, in Spanish is kiosco. Like a, I don't know, like a grocery, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm making hot dogs there. And you have a clamp. <laughs> oh man, I know where this is going. I think I, I think I, I think I also, I think I pierced the tongue with a hot dog clamp once when I was like fifteen. I, I did, dude. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. In the in the bathroom of that kiosk, you know, because I saw, and I was, this is so similar. 
can I pierce with this? And I did it. <laughs> and I did eyebrows. I did labrets. But before that, <laughs> I tried to be a pro. But the only pro what had Argentina was Marcelo. Marcelo Exotico. Marcelo was the first Argentinian in APP in 2004. Mm -hmm. Before him, nothing. After him, only me. And I saw that pinza, that forcep, and I started to pierce. But before that, I didn't have the knowledge to know what's happened, what, what type of jewelry should be properly for a labrette. Mm. And one of my best friends of that age, I was 15, 16, say, hey, I want you make my labrette. And I say, yes, fuck yes. Let's go to buy the jewelry because in that gallery, was some like, like rock shops with piercing, with that creepy national industry industry piercing, like, and maybe only maybe only barbers, barbers or captives, mm -hmm. fourteen gauge, four millimeters ball. Yeah. Okay, let's go to make this. I don't know about gauges. I saw blade needles on the video. But in Argentina catheters. Yeah. 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 And so okay. <laughs> and it was so fun. My first gauge wheel, it doesn't work properly a gauge wheel. Okay. Was one each size of catheter and I was trying oh so loosen, so tight, maybe this, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's my mind figured out how, how I try to pierce. I pierce <laughs> with an 18 gauge cannula. And then 14 gauge jewelry? Yeah. Oh, that must have been tough to put in. Whoa. Yeah. But at a four, four millimeters ball. Yeah. On the back. Mm -hmm. And that guy wearing like two years that. Wow. And healed, but fat gums, fat teeth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I say, maybe, I don't know, this is properly, this technique, you know? But I started to ting, 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 and I was so scared about blood. Yeah. But not for pass away, like, mm. Mm to risk about veins, mm. nerves, yeah. arteries. Yeah. That's my mind. I start to like uh, warning, warning, warning. This is not too easy. This is not easy to make it. And my first like, like boom on my face was when I start to make genitals with no knowledge. But I was had the knowledge of pierced with a pro and the knowledge of um, the whole history. Yeah. Volume one and two. And with that, on my mind was enough. 
you know, like, I have the skills, I have the knowledge, let's make, let's make this. And I pierced and I did what I did on, on that. It was an old guy, he really liked to play hard, and I did two scrotums, and I was two Afara. Two Afara and one Prince Albert. Mm -hmm. And I, on that time, I was going bigger, like should to be. Then that testicle turns to black, <laughs> completely. I pierced so deep, and that made me scared. It would make me scared too. To like not quit, but say, mm -mm. time to learn I more. Yeah, yeah. I need to stop. I need to stop to do this, and I need to stop to study something. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the library, or try to be close to some doctors, or try to mix the health area with this. Mm. And became a nerd. <laughs> became a nerd of, of that. And Always, my brother has this friend close to me, and it was like always, and I read this, and I, what I can buy to read, or what, and it was so autodidactic, mm. so autodidactic. And yeah, on that time, it was 95 until 2002, that. Okay, I was working on that gallery, I was working on that shop, it was, a good shop for the, for the moment. It wasn't bad, but with a tattooist as a head or boss. Yes. And it was like, I need good jewelry. No, we had this. No, we need to do something else. We need to buy an autoclave. Mm -hmm. What is that? To kill batteries. <coughs> If you don't have blood here, don't have batteries. And I buy my first autoclave in the ladies' 99. Mm -hmm. Like the... Like the top The bar yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had the same, yeah. You know, and try to found like a sport test. Wow. That must have been tough. <sighs> Fucking tough. Fucking tough. How control this shit? If it works or not. If it kills or not. You know? And back on that, our sterilization uh, process it was with glutal aldehydo, like liquids. You know, like, damn, and nobody has like a fucking protocol for that. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and the, 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 the commercial part of the body piercing in South America in the ladies 90s was became popular because Aerosmith first. Sure, Paul King. <laughs> That's why I love it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. every single slave of a change matters to me. You know, and became popular. And I was like, dude, this is going to be a mess for the health public. Yeah. Yeah. And we are lying. 
lying to our clients, lying to ourselves. Because all those piercing what we did, it wasn't properly. It wasn't safe. It wasn't had like a proper technique. But we had ego. Mm. If I did, that shit's gonna heal. And the people came to us to, to say, help me, you did this shit. You eat meat? Yes. Tell to vegetarian. That's the reason. You eat chocolate? <laughs> Stop it. Did you sleep on it? Don't sleep on it. That's the new shit lion. Yeah. To the new age. Mm -hmm. That's the new shit. You know? The easy answer. Yeah, because to me, the movement, it's the same, but it's analogic or digital. We pass this. Mm -hmm. We live this. The only thing what they change is how easy or not you became like yeah because sometimes it's a lot of work to get where you want to get a lot and you're a great example of that yeah. because you could have just you could have just sat back and said like this is enough mm -hmm. but you know you you sought out the knowledge you go to Spain mm -hmm. to seek out knowledge you bring that knowledge mm -hmm. back home and um, okay after that Argentina was tough and I was starting to have like more piercers around me mm -hmm. or maybe, yeah, it was more around me than me around others because I was having a few skills that I was a fucking bulldog, you know, there are my skills, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you my secret because then you'll yeah. take my money. Yeah. Yeah. 90s, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of violence had the industry, that kind of ego, you know, who want to share? Yeah. Nobody. You know, it was like, and it was tough, and I decided go to Spain because it was too much to, to me for yeah. Argentina. I was back to my house crying. I was being a dad like when I was 22. And I back to my house and I say, I don't, I don't need this anymore. Because my boss was a fucking jerk with me. You know, jerk as fucking, fucking jerk. I was open the shop like 9 a.m. to make the joke case or whatever, you know, and he came and say, I don't like your way like you dress today. Back home, you fucker. Or, I don't really like the way you did the joke case and drop all the jewel in the floor to me pick up it and do it again. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so deal with me, with my mind, with my situation. I was a young boy with dealing with the uh, younger father, fears of the industry. Can I live doing piercing the rest of my life? Mm. You know? And I say to my ex-wife, 
I need to let. I need to know what's happened there. I need to first make me better professional if I can make money to back and build my own shop because I don't want to support anymore this. Mm. I can't deal with this because I'm not that kind of person. I'm not that kind of violent. You know, I, I, I really think on human beings <laughs> and that is not part of my essence. And fly. There, I was trying to find myself, you know, again, mm -hmm. again, because I left Argentina as the best body piercer. But to me, in my mind, I was so bad. Bad techniques, no knowledge, you know, just lying for the clients, no good aftercares, no good materials. How to, how can you, I be a pro? Mm -hmm. Never gonna be happen, never. Just let's go to Europe. There, the shop where I went was a crap too. The only difference was they had it a class B out of clay. But they didn't use it. And I was all called authorization. And I say, really? I crossed fucking all the continent for this shit? Yeah. And it was like so frustrating. But some weirdos as us, like the people what I mentioned before, boom because I had somebody to talk. Mm -hmm. Because somebody can understood me, you know? But it wasn't that, you know, near. It was okay, you know? Because 90s. Yeah, right. Because to me it's 90s, nothing else. Love it and hate it in the same time. Yeah. I love it, mm -hmm. but to be lower industry, hate it. Right, because you have to be able to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And you know who is the more important influence, it doesn't matter if I went in Europe, was Andre Fernandez. It wasn't the rest of the Europe people. It was Andre Fernandez. Andre Fernandez came to Argentina in 2002 and I was the only person who knows who he are. Mm -hmm. And I came to him and say, you are Andre Fernandez and I want you pierce my vertical bridge, my vertical bridge. Cool. Yeah. And he had like, I don't know the name, like when you transport your money or the shit here, yeah. you know, with some steel surgical, surgical steel surface bars. Cool. So he was like smuggling yeah. them in his belt? Yeah. Wow. And we make an appointment because that, when I met him, it was an tattoo convention. I had an, a, an, a booth there with this boss. But I was so prepared for that event mm. because it was, was the first one. 
and they have a competition of piercing and the judgment is going to be Andre, Lucas and Emilio. You know, and on that time that was 2002, on something on me, on my mind, it was like, if you're a piercer and you want to evolve, you need to be a Bodmer artist. If be a me. Of course. Right. Of course. Of course. Why I keep my, my, all my time or my mind just only to do piercings? I had the same thing when I, when I got on BME, it was like, well, I already know everything there is to know yeah. about body piercing. Yeah. So yeah, now it's like, scalpels yeah, and yeah, punches yeah. and yeah. blood. Sure. I want to be a butcher. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I present for the contest some stupid ideas, but they work. I had a client and I was so, so, so influenced of the Fakir chest and I did two BCR 8 gauge with 22 millimeters inside diameters in her shoulder. Wow. One, one. And they healed because I pierced the half of the BCR. Boom. They look like <laughs> like this, so yeah. straight, deep as fuck. When I pierced with the needle, all the bevel of the needle was covered with fat tissue. Yeah. Of course, like as a suspension. Right, because that's that's how you make a surface piercing heel. Yeah. Deep yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I present that, you know, and I make the attention of Lucas and Emilio and and, and Andre with that, you know, and I, and I present uh, six gauge Prince Albert. I present two projects of f full horizontal eyebrows. You know, I was so advanced for the moment, you know, for, for South America. And it was okay, and I, and I, and I have all the, the awards was me. And, that was the first bigger tough of my career. Fake. So did that did that inflate the ego more? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. A fucking adolescent with alcohol problems, with insecurities, in the tattoo. Uh, being a piercing and a tattoo artist. In, in a tattoo industry. Because on that time, it was like that. You you went a piercer, a piercer, in a tattoo industry. Yeah. You're not a piercer, in a piercing industry. Right? Mm -hmm. Or oh, oh, well, I'm wrong. No, no, true. Yeah. And went to there, and this is the the best version of the in this history. I was in Valencia. I was starting to study to be a bachelor, right? Try to, I, I get my first workshop in Argentina with Emilio Gonzalez 
and Andre, and Andre that did advanced piercing, but was like, I don't remember what, maybe genitals or something like that. That was 2002, two, yeah, 2002. But with this guy who's studying medicine, I was say, hey, I want to do this now. That shit, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. This is the way what I want to do. And he started to explain me stuff and because him, I get the lucky to have like a course of anesthesia, sutures, infection controls. But that course, it was only for medicine students. Right after where you you graduate, graduated, and whose teaching was this guy. Of course, I'm there. And I was the first piercer taking classes to have a knowledge about body. You know, like the layer of the skins, how to prevent or control infections, how to put the juice, like, like juice. Sure. And. and my focus was there. Mm -hmm. In Spain, on that time, to me, piercing, it was only surface. That's the only technique what I really loved to make on that time. Yeah. The rest was, okay, yeah, but I'm uh, boring, it's just a nose, boring, it's just a nose, yeah. just a little bread, you know, right. like boring stuff. Yeah. Let's do something tough, mm -hmm. something different. And me was the first guy who built a Teflon surface bar. Mm -hmm. Was me in a room in Spain. And after that, we started to build that with Andre. But that is another story. Sure. <laughs> when you're when you're in that, because I remember that BME phase too, where yeah. it was like you're you're yeah. almost obsessed with like the newest, coolest yeah. thing for such a long time, and then you know maybe you start to bring it back a little bit towards body piercing and everything and. You know, you, you come to the APP conference yeah, yeah. and then there's like, there's this kind of shift, I think, where a lot of the South American piercers ha had come to APP or had like, you know, they, they'd gone off to journey, yeah. you know, Spain or yeah. other places yeah. in the US or whatever. And then you start to kind of realize that it's like, well, we're, we're just as good. We know just as much. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you start to come together as a community yeah. for yeah. South yeah. America yeah. and Mexico yeah. and yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. When I back from Europe to Buenos Aires, I decided to build my shop. Yeah. My own, own shop, and it's gonna be the first piercing studio. Mm -hmm. Before mine had it, one friend of mine built the first piercing studio. Well, the name was Corazon Salvaje. It was the first studio what he had it for piercer with portfolios and you should to make an appointment. You can choose your piercer. And I really love that idea. And when I came to back to, to from Europe, I was working off to have the money to build my 
my shop and it was tiny as fuck Ryan <laughs> tiny tiny but tiny as fuck yeah. and that shop was the first APP member shop that's a big deal really fucking big deal because yeah. three meter by three meter the reception and upstairs three meters and three meter and inside that those three meter it was a fucking sterilization room one meter by one meter wow with the right directions mm -hmm. and I was like damn this shit need to works you know and, and competition was hard and when I went traveling my life was like uh, how I built my career was like a ship sea going back going back and when I back I was back with jewelry, knowledge, needles. And I was so advanced, so advanced for South America. And I need to share this. That's the coolest part because you could have just tried to keep it all to yourself yeah. and then all these other piercers yeah. would still have to struggle on their own. Yeah. But you know, sharing that information and saying, yeah. you know, this is what's out there yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm gonna try to bring yeah. back some. And, 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 and that was felt, you know, I need to share this. I need to share this. And I did my first workshop. No PowerPoints, just me talking. Mm -hmm. Just me talking. And the first was in Chile, in Santiago, who guessed me was Fingas. Javier, yeah. Javier went in the tattoo convention in the 2002, and we met each other there, but we met each other before in BMA. It was so simple, the history of South America, there are just a few pieces, mm. just a few important pieces. Javier in, in Chile, who started Banana was there, but it wasn't a, a big name on that time. He's going bigger after 2010. Before that was Fingas. Brazil was Andre. And Argentina was me. Hmm. Peru was Chango. Chango, you, do you meet him? I think so, maybe not. I know the name. Did you take the last class of Blake? Yeah. Did you remember one photo was Alicia on the right, Blake in the middle, and another guy who dreadlocks? Mm, yeah. It's Chango. Chango. Chango was the first professional piercer in Peru, mm -hmm. who was the first guy who went to the APP as a Peruvian. You know, us. And okay, but I forget something, but it doesn't matter. And, and I start to share my knowledge. I don't know if it was well or not, my knowledge, but it was better than that was have it. There, for, for me, as you know, someone from, from North America, seeing it through the lens of, you know, BME for a while and then MySpace and then yeah, Facebook yeah, and, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff, you know. 
you would see the same names pop up and you'd be like, oh, you know, I, there, there's a person in this country doing it. There's a person in this country mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. at that level. Yeah. But then you start to see everybody start to mm. come together mm. As, mm. as one mm. group. And then mm. there'd be mm. the years at, at conference where you'd, when you'd have all the, the Latin piercers yeah. were all there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then like APP Mexico yeah. happening yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And just like the, the, the strength of the community is really yeah. impressive. Yeah, 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 because that spider web it wasn't only me it was too many people like to me the, the first step it was danny danny yerna yeah with that beautiful head of hair it's him it's <laughs> yeah. him it's him he started in mexico being a european guy you know and he made the first spanish piercing book mm-hmm. That's the fucking beginning. Yeah. To me. Yeah. That's the fucking beginning of the the history of Latin America. And Argentina had like a big influence from Brazil because that's so important. Mm-hmm. Because what countries it's your influence? How many years you have of delay of the movement? Right. Yeah. It's right, because the golden fever of North America never going to be happening that fever in Argentina because we are poor. Nobody can pay $250 a top. Yeah. Nobody can pay it. The rich people, they are like ignorant and they prefer buy the same or get the same outside of Argentina because they don't want to be cheating. Yeah. It's simple as that. Yeah. They would That's want the, the, the fancy yeah, American brand or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 Or maybe you have the same brand in Argentina, but they think it's fake. Mm, yeah. It's culture. It's part of the culture. That's going to be another tough stuff. Yeah. To deal or fight. Yeah. You know? But then, you know, you see, like, Gap, you know? Yeah. You, you see that? Yeah. You see LBP yeah. and like yeah. you see yeah. what it's becoming and yeah. like maybe where it can go yeah. also. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I started in the 2003, I did my first workshop. It was in, in Santiago de Chile. It was for just a few piercers. I don't remember well, like 10 person. But now they still pierce. Yeah. Some of those. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. And the greatest part to me, that's I'm going to feed my ego now. They say, they say to me it was the best dad slap ever to wake up and saw how need to be a professional. Mm-hmm. How is the properly way to be in a professional? And that's me feel so happy. Yeah. Well, because, you know, there, there'll be a day when you'll retire, mm. you know, move mm-hmm. on, something we all will eventually. Mm-hmm. And then that information that you leave behind is going to be passed down from one generation to another. Yeah. And that's so important. You know, a funny part, I'm going to try to be quick, uh, quick, uh, more quickly with these things. The first time when I went to Mexico was 2005. They guessed me to, to, to make a seminar there. And on that time, I was advanced piercer because since 2003, I teach mm, surface um, 
Sophie Peterson with Punch. Ahead of its time, because that's that's what I'm I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. And 2003, on that seminar, I was teaching teaching surface piercing done with punch, 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 and connect. Yeah. And I was had the honor, but it was so embarrassing <laughs> at the same time, because Shannon make an interview with me. It was 2000. I think so. Me, Zack Zero, and Brian Decker. Mm. Talking about that technique. Yeah. The, I didn't. I didn't come. I, yeah, answer because I didn't have the knowledge in English. Mm. When I answer was late. The publishing was pop out on BMA. But thanks God, I answered late mm. because I was so wrong with my techniques. Because yeah. that techniques we evolved with development with Oscar Navarro in Spain when we found rods of Teflon and we pierced through because the first technique of that we changed the needle for a punch, mm -hmm. but we didn't think make two holes separate and connect. We clamp it. Oh, and then just punch a channel. Yeah, yeah punch yeah. channel. And we used to be use a L Teflon bar. This one was fixed and modified with, <laughs> and this one was straight and we yeah. mm -hmm. Shitty. I used to hold Teflon under hot water oh, yeah, until it got yeah, soft yeah, and then yeah, I would bend yeah. it and put it under cold water yeah, to make it yeah, stiff again. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good idea, yeah. good one, yeah. good one. On that time, I would start to build my own stuff to be a bot mod artist. Yeah. Because I didn't have any shit on there. How to buy tools from Steve. <laughs> and now with this friend close to me and after back to Spain. Ah, no, I want to say how, why Andre is the more piercing influence in my career. When we went there, the people have a scared about if you are a good piercer or not. That's why I say 90s was tough. Mm -hmm. When Andre came to Madrid, the piercer who he's going to be covered, he's going to take vacation when this guy, he wasn't a professional piercer, he doesn't matter, it was like fucking whatever, a working guy. And he met him and saw Andre was a fucking professional. He was scared because he think Andre want to steal his work. Sure and stay forever in Madrid as illegal or, you know? Yeah. And we never went to live in Europe. Mm -hmm. You wanted to go and learn in Europe and then yeah. bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. We want to, that influence mm -hmm. for our continent. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's way different. Well, that's, you know, you can, you can see the, the benefits yeah, 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 yeah. to this community now. But the point was this. 
he never get the properly shop and the, mm -hmm. the job because it was to cover one month yeah and this guy only took one week okay early 2000 pay a ticket to go to there you only have one week to work you don't cover your ticket no yeah right mm -hmm. and he texts me Andre and say hey Rara I'm here in Madrid supposed to blah 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 and I don't have work you don't know something where I can work I say yes come with me on that time I was working in two shops for the same owner mm -hmm. one of the middle of the Valencia in another on a beach town in the beach town time uh, town the shop only work 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. until 9 and it's busy as fuck hmm. 20 40 periods in a day well just me yeah boom 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 on that time I'm doing freehand piercing since 2000 because I don't have tools. Necessity, yeah, yeah. No tools. Need to evolve or develop in my hands. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And Andres said to me, I don't have work. Okay, come with me. I didn't ask for the owner of the shop. Yeah. I decided well, that was crazy because maybe they can fire me. You know, why do you decide for me? <laughs> he came and he said, Hey, thank you so much. And maybe other piercers think different than me because those two shops, one was so weak, like two piercing a day, mm -hmm. maybe one or maybe less. And the other, can make you good money. Sure. So you don't want to share that, you want to keep that, but yeah. you wanted to share it. I share it. Yeah. I say to Andre, now we are partners. Flip it. Mm -hmm. Three days there, three days here. But as we live together, let's split the money. If you make two piercing and if I did 40, it's 42 split in two persons, the payment. It's very kind. That's what I did. Yeah. But I say to him, you have an extra payment. Teach me. Teach me how I cut properly. Mm. Teach me. And we start. That's a good deal. Yeah. And we started. Yeah. I was knowledge before with this medical, mm -hmm. with this doctor, and we started. Yeah. Pork skin, my wife. Pork skin, cutting. I'm not good enough. I don't know how how to draw. Cry like, ah, maybe I don't need to do this clarification. <laughs> and yeah, and and on that time, Rata barrier born. Yeah. And all my all my focus was was body modification. But I never left to pierce. Never, never, never quit. Yeah. I was always thinking 
a movement on, on that time, 2003, we started to build not the first, but one of the first prototypes of microdermos because we was using fish tails as nostrils. We screwed 90 degrees, we bend it, sorry, 90 degrees angle to here and here, and we scratch it the straight part to the tissue, hold mm. it a little bit. Mm. And at that time, we start to use L bars for deep eyebrows and inner eyebrows, and that development was me and Andre in a room. And those work, but it, we start to try to make more education work in South America. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw that too, you know, seminars, yeah. eventually conferences, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, you see what, what we're what, here yeah. for today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I bring to Argentina since 2003, at least more than 20 piercers as guests. Cool. To teach. Yeah, very cool. In Argentina. Uh, I think we have to start wrapping yeah, it up because yeah, yeah, I have yeah, to go yeah. do that class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Don't worry, don't worry. But um, I, I think we should do a part two sometime. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah, more. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? I yeah. have yeah. too much to talk. But yeah, but you know, if you feel the one, it wasn't good or longer. Oh, it was perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, like, it, but we can also do more later too. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so to. To wrap it up now, because it's impossible. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah, such yeah. a long career, it's impossible to get it all in one. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's go to the pond. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, what's what's your contact info if anybody would want to get in touch with yeah, you yeah. or my media? my Instagram? It's always active, and it's me. Yeah, nobody touched me. That yeah. touched my social media on the on the of the studio. Yes, it was me. My Instagram is Matthias Matthias dot tafel. It's uh, my last name, my, mm -hmm. my original name is there. I'm not more rara. Um, my studio is cubic dot studio with like studio dot B-S-A-S because it's Buenos Aires, the diminutive. Yep. Um, yes, those are social media. And I always share videos now, yeah. like a long time ago, I, I always share videos. You can kind of see that with body piercers because it's like the the the, the things that you want to share now are the things that you didn't have yeah, when yeah, you were learning. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure, cool. for sure. It's it. Yeah, I'm totally agree with you. Very cool, awesome. Well, um, thank you, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I mean, you've always been so supportive of, yeah. of of me, but also the community and all your work and everything. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. It. I, I really love it. I really love to share and 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 this and. To me, it's an honor being in your podcast. Well, I'm really glad. You know, it's been a while since I've wanted to get yeah. you on here, so I'm glad we could. And thank you so much. Thank you. Really? Cool. And thank you for the figure. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to the interview. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but um, my neighbor has a landscaper over and they're using a leaf blower in perfect timing. Uh, I remember this podcast that Lola and I were trying to do 
there's this movie called Strangeland. If you know about it, then you know why it's awesome. But if you haven't heard of it, like you don't really need to go out of your way to watch it. Um, we tried to do like a, a watch along podcast to it, and the minute I started recording, uh, a landscaper was just outside of her window and started up a chainsaw to like cut back this this bush or something right outside of her window. And I just remember that being a very funny moment. But anyway, my neighbor's got somebody out there with a leaf blower. So thanks for listening to the episode. Check out the new content at patreon.com slash ryanpba. A few more episodes coming up. And please, if you're an APP member, log in before December 1st and vote. Only takes you two minutes. Really important for the organization. And especially, like, if we don't get enough members that actually vote, it's going to be invalidated. And then we all just have to deal with this stuff again and do another election cycle. So uh, thanks for listening and come back for more. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.